What's up, everybody? Brennan Tassif coming to you live in person. Big BT coming in live and in charge. So, folks, as you know, or if you're uninitiated, damn, I just set up Brennan. And we're I'm annoyed now. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, we're going to do. We're gonna, what happened? I said, I finished the line. I said, aren't we, oh. Bruce? Oh, man. Um, we're going to start off with the kickoff. During the kickoff, we hit a bunch of big topics, big discussions that are going on in the sports world. Then we'll get into the quick hits, uh, get into some smaller things, a little more rapid pace, hopefully, so we can save on time. And then the walk-off where we uh, cry, sob, tell stories. Usually, Brennan's doing the crying and the sobbing. Um, and then the press conference where we almost sell always. our wares. Almost you always. almost I think cried like one you or twice. Almost cried one time. Yeah, once or twice. And you got choked up one time, so twice. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And then that's the show. And then you can get back to your regularly scheduled Tuesday, and then miss our voices, and then you listen back to it because you love us that much. But without further ado, it's time for ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. All right, Brennan. Yes. You know what time it is? It's time for Game of the Week! Game of the Week! Game of the Week, and this was a Game of the Week. So to reveal a little to the listeners, I kind of do the rundown most times. Not kind of. You always do the rundown. I wanted to give you a little credit. No, Um, no credit at all. (laughs) And going into last night's game, I was like, I don't want the Chiefs to be the game of the week again. They were just game of the week last week. I I can't keep going back to the Chiefs well, week in, week out. And then you know what happened, Brennan? It was the fucking game of the week. The Ravens Ravens came out to play. So a couple things that stuck out to me about this game. They kept putting these graphics up like crazy. Patrick Mahomes in September, undefeated, 30 and 0. Undefeated. Something like that. Uh, He's also... No, I'm sorry. It was 30. He's undefeated, thrown 30 touchdowns, no interceptions, all in September. Um, Baltimore's never beat Kansas City. Baltimore ravaged by injuries right now. We've talked about it. Baltimore led by Lamar Jackson. Yes, I'm sorry. Led by their their star running back, Lamar Jackson. They uh, <laughs> no. Uh, Did in you all not seriousness, see that jump pass. Yeah, I was going to say in <laughs> all Tebow seriousness, did it. Everybody loved it. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> but um, I'm, what's the difference? I am. Uh, I can think of only one thing. Tebow's tremendous faith in God. You're absolutely right. Uh, I was going to say he plays in Baltimore, but that's it. Um, be more careful, baby. Uh, it was. Hey, yo. I was astounded. Omar coming. I was. Sh- God rest him, his soul. I was shocked. <laughs> where were you? Where, where were you? They're ravaged by injuries. They've never beaten Kansas City. Kansas City. And I'm sick and tired. I'm sorry. I'm going to go on a tangent here. I'm sick and fucking tired <laughs> of hearing talking heads be like, well, Kansas City just looked bored. Kansas City just looked content. Like they could score at any moment. Like Patrick Mahomes in the last drive was like, oh, I got to go out there and score. Okay, I guess I'll do it. Like, fuck that. Fuck. There's 17 games this year. You have to play to win. Like, I but don't understand that logic. Actually, actually with more games, you kind of don't have to win as many games because there's more opportunity, one. But two, 
they did look like they could score at will. They put up 35 points. I mean, it wasn't difficult for them, really. I know, but it's just for people to be suggesting that this is the Golden State syndrome where they're bored. It's like, yeah, but they all still want to win. Yeah, you don't want to lose to a team that you've never lost to. Like that's they went out there and they played like they wanted to win. I, I, I understand I know, I just, your frustration. With I the was listening heads, back to some people and I was like, "Shut the fuck up." I, I mean, I, I felt like they gave their best effort. the The only thing, the the difference in this game was the late fumble. Yeah, that was huge. I mean, never fumbled before either. Clyde's Edward Hilaire. Edwards, hilarious. don't you love when a, a stat comes up like that? Never fumbled before. Okay, whatever you say, folks. Um, in the NFL, never <laughs> has never fumbled in an NFL game. Let yeah, me because they way. only give them the ball like ten times a game ever. So, <laughs> Baltimore but, um, played their hearts out though. That was insane. Yeah. So let's let's backtrack a little bit. So the game starts off. Lamar throws an early interception, pick six. Anytime Lamar First did anything, drive. all I was doing was thinking about you. I, I know. And I was sitting there like, God damn, I'm going to have to answer for this. I was like, I'm not putting it on the rundown. This is a blowout, <laughs> but it's no longer, it's not on the rundown at all. Um, I don't have to talk about Kansas City this week. And he throws a pick on the first drive. Um, Then they do nothing on the next drive. Kansas City scores. And it's like, all right, this is going to be, close it up, folks. One for the books. Then they yeah. got to get it interesting by half. And then the second half, Lamar's just like, fuck all this nonsense. I'm just going to run the ball all the time. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to run it every time. <laughs> it was interesting, too, because, and they were saying this on the, the broadcast, but I found it interesting because in the first half, my biggest fear for you when it comes to the Lamar thing was being realized. It was, oh, they're just going to sit in coverage and force Lamar to throw it. And then he was playing. He was not playing well in the first half. And I was like, oh, I was just in my head. I was like, fuck, like this is everything that Joe like argues against that, you know, all you got to do is sit in coverage against him. And then. When they came out in the second half, he was like, like you said, he said, fuck this. I'm going to, I'm going to win. I'm the MVP, former MVP. I'm going to win this game. And he started running around. He started making, you know, he wasn't completing a ton of his passes, but the ones he was, they, those, they counted big. There were only eight incompletions by him. And um, two of those were interceptions. But one yeah. of his interceptions wasn't even his fault because no. even Sammy Watkins got him immediately. It was like, I slipped on my right. It was a timing route. He slipped yeah. on his route. And Lamar threw the ball up when he's supposed to on the, on, on the timing. And it just, Tyron Matthews was sitting right there on right behind Sammy Watkins who slipped. Tyron Matthew played out of his mind though in that game. Yeah, he did. They always. Uh, do. I mean, I, and I've I've done it too. Talk about how the Kansas City defense isn't stellar, and they don't have to be with that offense. But Tyron Matthew, they, they have key people in key spots. Yeah, they got exactly. Chris Jones on the line. They got yep. Tyron in the back, um, and then Ford off the edge. Yeah. Uh, who did I say? I said Chris Jones. Ford's yeah, he's not there. Ford's still there. Ford's not there. Ford got canned. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. After the AFC Championship. Yeah, game. after the AFC Championship. Who's their game? edge guy? They have an edge guy. Chris Jones. <laughs> no, Chris Jones. I mean, yeah, but you know who I'm talking about. They got a guy in the middle, you mean. I can't yeah. remember who the DT is that kept fucking mowing down all the... Because that was another big thing, too, was the um, defensive line play was they were rushing up field. They were field. attacking them. That was, yeah. that was what it was. And that was the thing is when you do that against a, a, a mobile quarterback, they say all the time, stay at home. Um, you got to stay what, disciplined, play your lanes. Yeah. But because you try to you rush and you're not going to get there. Yep. He's going past you. <laughs> he's going to just start running. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, like you were saying, uh, they came in with a ton of injuries. Ronnie Staley wasn't available for this game, so they moved Alejandro Villanueva to left tackle after he got destroyed at right tackle. He was a fucking godsend at left tackle this week. Which is weird, because um, normally it works the opposite. Yeah, so th- this game, I mean, there's not one thing to key in on, but um, that final drive, uh, Lamar scoring on that run and play, and then the decision to go for it. I, I love Lamar's relationship with Coach Harbaugh, and I love Coach Harbaugh's relationship with his players that he, I don't know why he wasn't going to make the decision, why he acts Lamar, but from what I've seen from Lamar in the past couple of years, he's always like, yeah, let's fucking go for it. Like, we're not going to, we're not going to, excuse my language, I can't think of a better word, but we're not going to pussyfoot around this. Let's go for it and just take the juggler, just take him out. Like, why yeah. Why give them another opportunity? The one thing you don't want to do is give Pat Mahomes another chance to beat you. <laughs> yeah, and that was another interesting thing, too, was the fact that uh, they had, because I, I, I was watching the game, and then Savannah came home towards the end, and I, I remember I was, like, watching that, but then talking to her, and so I, I was not paying full attention. But I just remember I kept looking at the clock being like, there's still way too much time on the clock and Kansas oh, yeah. city is still had timeouts. I was like, they can't like, they can't leave this much time. Like they're go- like Kansas city's going to win this game. And then they yeah. didn't. And it was, it was a great sight for the Baltimore fans, especially it was huge shout out to me because I told Baltimore after the draft, get ready to say, Oh, way, Oh, way, Oh, way, Oh, way. A bunch oh, of times yeah. he had a key, uh, a takedown of Pat Mahomes that led to an interception, and then he punched the ball out and recovered the ball. Yeah. on that last play. So he shout out to that young man. That defense is always, you know, and Ray Lewis is in the building. That's going to get anybody oh, fired yeah. up. But Ray that, came out, and I got hyped up. I was yeah, when he was doing there. his dance, you saw the Kansas City guys ready to go. Yeah, out there. they, they were, were like, ready, oh yeah. man. Yeah, All it was right. a great game. Um, I'm glad Baltimore won it. Yes, glad Baltimore won to keep things interesting in the AFC. Speaking of interesting in the AFC, Brennan, yes. did you get a chance to see this one? No, this was going on during uh, the other oh. game. The uh, Chargers, uh, Cowboys. No. no, so oh, I go to... Oh, this is an afternoon game. You're right, you're yeah. right, you're right. Yeah, this I was going to say, I go to a, a bar, a Jags bar, so only the Jags games plays on all the TVs. And then when I come home to watch the first half of the, the afternoon game, I only have the one TV. Got it, got it, got it. So we are talking about Seattle, Tennessee, folks. So Seattle got up early. I've heard a lot about this game, though. Everyone's talking about locking with amazing. What you're gonna say? Um, I was, I was lamenting. I got. It's funny because we both keep watching games, thinking about the other person. I was watching this game like Brennan's gonna kill me on this Derrick Henry thing. He's gonna be like, "I was going to pay running back." And then the second half. Woo! Yeah, he turned a it on. Man awoken, a beast emerged from the depths of the earth and ran all over the secondary, the the linebacking core, and through the front line. Derrick Henry toted the rock for thirty five carries, a buck eighty two, three touchdowns. I want to say three of them were in the second half. One of them he turned field and ran 60 yards into the end zone. Oh, I'm watching that one right now. That was, that was pretty sick. It was insane, Brennan. So they took it to overtime and uh, Seattle couldn't get it. Couldn't get it done. Yeah. I believe that two two chances in overtime. Uh, Yeah. And this is, this is a big thing. So a a lot of the pregame shows were talking about safety. 
Yeah, that's yeah. I did hear that. That was crazy. A lot of the pregame shows were talking about how it's in Seattle. Tennessee looked like garbage. And this is the thing. And I say it all the time with the NFL. The talent is so good. It was 24 nine at the half. Yeah. So <laughs> it's for Tennessee to play the way they did is just as someone who's in the AFC South with them, it's nerve wracking, but it's also like Derrick Henry got it going. You got a lot more to worry about than that, but yeah, trust me. We'll t- I'll, I'll get to that. God knows I'll get to that. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, Derrick Henry, a man possessed. Uh, it was. I thought it was really cool. Um, the way Vrabel called out uh, Julio Jones last week, basically saying yeah. like it's not acceptable. I don't care if you're a veteran or you're a rookie. Like it's not acceptable that play. Um, and then everyone came out in the second half and looked like they wanted to get that win. So I think now Seattle, is, and it's only week two. Like we don't know, but I think Seattle's going to reach a point where. They have to make a decision. The same thing we talked about last year with the, the, you know, they let Russ throw it 31 times. You know, he's 22 of 31 for 343 yards and they just, they just still couldn't get it done. So they need to make a decision with what identity they want to go with. Are they going to, you know, be pass happy like they were in the first half and they look great or are they going to try and run the ball? Well, I don't even know if that's the issue because it's not like they had turnovers from either spot. It, it was the defense. The defense yeah. just gave up, more or less. Um, outside of uh, Bobby <sighs> Wagner, who has like over thirty tackles in two games, which is that's, that's insane. insane. <laughs> At one point, they were like, "He has seventeen tackles." I was like, "Geez," they were like, "He had thirteen last week." I was like, "Whoa!" And then, and then the game went into overtime. <laughs> yeah, but you know, um, the big thing that um, Coach Carroll is going to say is that we had the lead. Had we ran the ball more effectively, we could have protected the lead because that's his thing. That's what he does. That's what he loves to do. And so I think that might have an impact on because we saw it last year. Russell Wilson had one bad game and then all of a sudden they went back to running the ball a lot more than they did in the first half of the season. So I'm just concerned that maybe they're going to try and tinker with it too much. But like you said, it's not the offense it's the defense. That's where they need to focus. Yeah, I was I think when you go back and look at the when you go back and look at the film. The problem wasn't you throwing the ball. Throwing the ball got you 30 points, got you up 24-9 at the half. The yeah. issue was the guy who then ran like for 100 plus yards after the fact down your throat and told you to have your lunch. That was the issue. The offense yeah. was not the problem in this game whatsoever. Whether Derrick Henry only had 50 throwing. yards last week and then this Exploded. week goes off. Yeah. So, and I mean, that's the thing we talk about it all the time. That's the NFL. Everyone's good. It just, you have, you got to have a day. And Chris Carson could have had a couple more carries. He only ended up with 13, but he had two yeah. TDs. I mean, that was effective. Yeah, you're right. It's, I just, the Seattle team always, every, the last couple of years has been very up and down. Like yeah, last year, the first half of the um, season, they looked insane. They looked like they were going to rival the chiefs as far as offense. And then all of a sudden it just fell off a cliff. Since since the Legion of Boom's departure, basically, they've turned into uh I can say this because this is what happened with that team before, San Diego North. Like they can't play a game that's not a one score game. Yeah. It always comes down. Russ has taken over the Phillip Rivers position of I'm going to be up either one score or down either one score with the game on the line with like a minute twenty left and let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, let's just go. Let's see. So yeah. All right. Well, Brennan, speaking of Philip Rivers, old stomping ground. He was in Indianapolis yep. last year. 
The Rams versus your boy. the Colts. This is your account, Carson Wentz. This is your account. Don't know how I feel about that. Uh, the Rams versus the Colts, Brennan. Close game. Yeah, a lot Close closer than game. I thought it'd be. A lot closer I, I than bet, I thought it'd be. I bet, because you, you have no faith in the Colts. Now I don't well, either. And you know how much I love the Rams. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. Not enough to put the number two in your ranking, but hey. Your tears. <laughs> tears. My tears. Yeah. You guys so, thought I said tears a lot the last couple of weeks. Wait till we get to my walk off where I talk about irrational confidence. I say it like 9,000 times. Wow. I can't. I mean, <laughs> can't wait. Um, yeah. Let's talk <laughs> about this. Jacob Eason coming in in relief. Jacob Eason had to come in relief. You know why? Because Carson, Carson got hurt again. Can't stay healthy. Uh, somehow he sprained both his ankles on a play both. that looked all too familiar to any Eagle fan because. When a play is pretty much dead, he will not let it die. He will run around and try to make something. And sometimes it's good. And sometimes it's like, you just got to let it die. Live to fight another day. And he will not do it. Yeah, he refuses. And that's a, actually, you bring up a good point. As a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles, where Carson once was your quarterback, objectively, I don't know if you can do this objectively, but objectively, would you rather see him scramble and try to make a play um, and it succeeds sometimes, but then sometimes it ends up with him with a torn ACL or just play it safe like a uh, Andy Dalton kind of thing? Um, It's gift and curse, man, because when he would do it, you love it. But there's times when it's like you do, he would do it all the time. Yeah, that's the that's, problem. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He would yeah. do it all the time. And it's like, you don't have to do it all the time. Pick the moments. Pick the time. Save it for later in the game. You don't have to do it in the first quarter. Let yeah, the game no play out and see health. what. You, why are you risking all of it way too soon? So that was always my issue, more or less. Okay. I just, because he seems to have this thing and it's not a knock against him. He's a hyper competitive. It's a hero I mean, complex. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where he's insistent on like, I'll do this. And then it doesn't work out. But the problem is in his situation, it almost inevitably always ends up with an injury. We saw Lamar do it last night and Lamar's fine. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's a weird thing where, well, the thing is also not, when Lamar chooses to run, Lamar chooses to run. Whereas Carson is still trying to throw. So his body's contorted the wrong way. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's uh, like, it's, uh, I aside, just, aside from um, the one where he blew up his ACL when he was playing against the Rams, oddly enough, um, that was a run. He dove. They collided on his knee. This one, and there were several. There was, I think the the last injury with the Eagles, not last year because he just got benched, but the last injury with the Eagles, it was scramble, 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 looking down the field, looking down the field, getting taken down, and tries to throw it. Throw it anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. I I mean, as much as I give Carson Wentz shit, um, and for good reason, obviously he's hurt all the time. I I do genuinely feel bad for him. This is a very it's not a good um, reason to give somebody shit because get hurt all the time. I mean, but this is a very body. um Sam Bradford scenario. You know, yeah. he was paid hundreds of millions of dollars. He, from all accounts at practice and everything, was the quarterback wherever he went. You're like, that's the fucking guy. And then he just couldn't stay, couldn't get it together. And I, I feel terrible for these guys who make it to this level and they have all this talent and then just don't, they just can't seem to stay on the field. But at the same time, I've done it in a walk-off before. The best ability is availability. So if he's always going to get hurt, they got to figure something else out. Maybe a trade might be in order. 
Or, I mean, they could just sign a couple of free agents. Many free agents out there. I don't know if they really want to roll with Jacob Eason as their guy. No, they, they're not going to roll with Jacob Eason. They might talk to the Texans. They might uh, see what Cam Newton's up to. The Texans? Who's on the Texans? Deshaun Watson? Oh, Texas. I don't know why I thought you said Titans. No, that you said Texans who's on the Texans. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but in my head, in my head, the Texans were the Titans. Okay. No, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking maybe um I mean I don't think the AFC South would trade with the AFC know, South, man. but the conservative Indianapolis gonna trade for that guy right now. Hey, the mad tweeters up there, is, man. He's I think that guy is just hot lava, man. I don't think anybody's I think he sits the whole year. I don't think anybody makes a move. Well it's him. not on the rundown, but there's talk because there was already rumors about him going to Miami. And if two is out for an extended period of time, do you think they'd do that? No, because a part of the trade was to trade Tua. <laughs> yeah. <you're right. laughs> they That's can't true. trade for a hurt player that doesn't benefit them at all. And plus yeah. their asking price is way too insane. They want like six it's picks crazy. in players. Like it's crazy. Well, I'm gonna give you that for damage. They want goods all pros and first rounders only. Um like what the hell? Just to throw this out here, uh Texans did report that um while Tyrod Taylor will probably be out next week, there is no chance that they will activate Deshaun Watson at all. 100% out. Anyway, he's volcanic acid. I don't know why he's just not on the commission list. It's literally mm. the dumbest thing. And he's done a lot of dumb things, but this is one of the dumbest. Just take it out of the not team's putting hands. Him on the, yeah. Yeah, just take it out of the team's hands. <laughs> Um, I did want to get back to this game. Matthew Safford came back to earth a little bit, uh, got sacked uh, through a pick, but he also had two touchdowns, 239 yards. Uh, so he still looks great. Uh, just looks more like uh, great. Yeah, I mean, still looks great. Cooper Cup running all over the field. Looks good. Plus, <laughs> in this game, he looked good. Look great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you mix, if you put this game with last week, he he looks good plus, almost yeah, great. good plus, yeah. Good plus. But um, I think I and we said this last week, and I've been saying this since he got there. Sean McVay is out to prove a point, so I think he's going to keep letting Matt throw it, or excuse me, Matthew throw it all over the yard. Yeah, um, Daryl Henderson ended up, and we'll get to a couple of these later. But Daryl Henderson ended up leaving the game um, later in the game. Uh, Sony Michelle, who got traded for. Um, from the Patriots ended up looking, looking pretty good. 10 carries, 46 yards. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So their backfield is pretty much, I don't want to say solidified, but they know who's there um, between Robert Woods and Cooper cup. Their, their receivers are pretty stout. Um, the NDD man, that was the thing I was, I was hanging their hat on. They, they held them to 27 points with, in this NFL nowadays. That's holding them. Um, and they kept yeah. their team in the game. They ended up getting a fumble for a touchdown. And yet, so Indy, I mean, if Wentz, also I want Wentz to stay healthy so the Eagles can get their first round pick. But if Wentz can stay healthy, I think this is a playoff team, but they haven't shown it the last two weeks. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely one of those things where it all hinges. The whole entire contingency plan going into the season was Carson Wentz. So it all hinges on him. If he's on the field, they might be able to make something happen. Let me rephrase that. If he's on the field healthy, they might be able to make something happen. But if he forces it, but you know what I'm saying? Like if he tries to come back early and then just he's going to fuck that whole thing up. And you saw firsthand in Philly. He'll fuck that whole thing up. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah, because neither of our teams are on this this week. 
<laughs> um, um, do you want me to go first? Or no, let me go. I'll go second. You go first because I got a lot to say about the second game. Okay. All right. All right, folks. Dallas Chargers. We've uh, alluded to it a couple times. I got to say, man, I know Herbert's good and all, but he, we give him a long fucking leash to be bad. I, I mentioned it a lot last year. He's bad at times, and we just shoo it away by, oh, oh did because, you see yeah, his pass? Because he oh, broke did all you the see? other records. Yeah. Like, dog. Well, I mean, he's, he did break a couple rookie sometimes. quarterback records. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. I think <laughs> I think it's because his good was so good that everyone's just like, eh. I think like, it was also the best of that class where Tua didn't yeah. play really well. Yeah. Burrow got hurt. So, like, he was the best of that class. And people started talking about, like, he was the second coming. He has lost more games than he's won. Yeah. And it's you're not all on right. the team. It's on him sometimes. He had two interceptions in this game. If he avoids one of those, this team should have won this game. There's no reason this offense is scoring 17 points a game. Yeah, I, I 17 this thought, week and 20 last week. I had the Chargers the in this Dallas one. Against the Dallas defense. Yeah, I had the Chargers the in this Dallas one. Dallas Cowboys yep. defense. Yep. I keep cutting Brennan off. It, no, it's making my point stronger. With you. Yeah, <laughs> I completely yeah. agree with you. I you thought they had you it. Cannot be, you cannot be this transcendent quarterback and potentially this playoff worthy team if you're only putting up 20 on the Cowboys the Cowboys have one cornerback one DB to speak of and that's a converted receiver they're missing their best their best player uh, arguably on the team their defensive lineman Demarcus Lawrence too my dog and and they were without Demarcus Lawrence this week I forgot about that yeah like come on (laughs) and I thought with that the Chargers defense coming back healthy between Derwin James, the Bosa brother, I was like, "I right, here we go. They're going to fucking make Dax and be running for his life out there. And that was not the case. And they gave up a buck 80 on the ground. Yeah, it was embarrassing. I, I had the Chargers in that new stadium. I thought they were going to roll them and they disappointed. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, the defense held Dak down, but so much. They gave up so much on the ground. Yeah, but I mean, if you give up 180 on the ground, it's like, yeah, well, they gave up the so point? much on the ground. Yeah. And they gave them a bunch of short field with those two. 180 on the ground is like 400 through the air. It's insane, man. You, let's let's slow our roll on the Chargers, okay? Yeah, and let's not overhype the, the Cowboys after this win. Let's it's not go crazy. Yeah, well, ESPN's probably doing that as we yeah. speak. Your boy, Your boy, Stephen A. Smith. All right, I really wanted to talk about this game. New Orleans, Carolina. I'm actually super excited to talk about this game because I believe I had that. Sam Darnold leading a team to 2-0. and oh believe I had that. Uh, James Winston coming back to earth. I believe I had that. I had that one as well. Yeah, we, we had that one together. But uh, Carolina, for those of you who don't know, uh, their best player, Christian McCaffrey, only played in three games last year. Um, so they were coming into the season and everyone was like, oh, they, I mean, they were okay. They weren't that good though. So I think a lot of people were down on them, especially being in the division they're in and they've been coming to play. I got to say they're not winning games pretty. They're not winning games by a lot, but they're winning games. <laughs> Sam Darnold was 26 to 38, 305, uh, two touchdowns, one pick again, nothing to write home about. You're not going to be bouncing your grandkids on your knee about it, but he's, leading this team. And the other huge thing is 24 carries for Christian McCaffrey. These are numbers you kind of want to see as far as running the ball from a team like the Bills, which I don't know if we'll get to it, which we won't get to this week, but we'll not get to that was a blowout. We, no need to talk about it. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. My man Devin Singletary crushing the run game. Uh, but, Zach Moss, two carries, two touchdowns. 
Jameis came way back down to earth, only had 11 completions. Uh, it was two picks, <laughs> four sacks. It was, and we said it last week. I had made the point. I was like, oh, maybe the LASIK, we'd never seen him start. You know, maybe he's going to like turn it around. Um, and he did last week, but it was, last week was an a- aberration. That's not going to be the norm. I know we saw that this week. Yeah, last week was, I got I to gotta comment on this. Last week was an aberration. They played a Green Bay Packer team that the offensive line was depleted, um, or at least rusty coming back from injuries to some of those guys. So reshuffling the deck. Well, yeah, Bakhtiari's so, out too. Exactly. So the, 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 the Saints have a good defense. And if you're going to give them a trash offensive line to go up against, they, they were able to run rough shot all over them. And Not get to mention to, all the distractions that are going on in Green Bay. I mean, and get to Aaron Rodgers, get force the issue, get the ball out of his hand. And then Alvin Kamara ran all up and down their defense because their defense is not really anything to write home about. Um, In this game, it was different because Carolina got up early and Jameis made a couple bad plays and they could not give the ball to Kamara in the way they wanted to. And Carolina just kept forcing the issue. And one thing I'll say before you, it looks like you have one more thing to say. But the last thing I'll say before and get off of this is Carolina invested basically the last two drafts all into their defense. Yep. 100%. And that is paying dividends. We can see the change in their defense and the personnel. Yeah, hundred percent. All I, the last thing I wanted to say was, I was, I think I'm. I think I don't know. It's a long season. It's only the second week, but I think history was going to be kind to me in the fact that I was insistent that the Jets try it one more time with Sam and trade that second pick and get a bunch of. I mean, you laugh, but did you see laugh. Zach Wilson's game? I don't laugh. What I'm saying, it's Brendan. We talked about this many times with <laughs> quarterbacks. With quarterbacks, it's where you are. I, I know don't you're think you're 100 right. He would not he have the gonna, offensive yeah. line. He wouldn't have the defense. He, wasn't he wouldn't do have it. the skill you're position right. guys. You're absolutely right. But I, I'm I'm happy because not. Ha- I mean, I don't have a dog in this it's fight. It's good but the, because it, the way people wrote him off as being terrible. Exactly. And I was someone like, who was no, like, he's he was a good quarterback. He's just position. in a, exactly a bad situation. Yeah. So I'm just glad that I might be right about this because it's just all comes down to me wanting to be right. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what this whole show is about. That's why we do this. One more round. And speaking of, Big Ben is done, Brendan. I don't know yes. if you heard me last week. I had this. 100%. I've been calling this since the fucking off season. Um, yeah, Big Ben, as he, if you go back and look at one of our. Uh, let's uh, look at our tears. Let's, let's revisit my tears. <laughs> if you go check out our cover art, there's one of Ben just sitting on the sideline, weeping and crying and sorrowing to himself because he was contemplating retiring. And then he decided to come back. But he. he Claims to have gotten in the best shape of his life. Well, his arm did not get the memo. He still can't really complete the ball down the field. He was two of eight on passes over 20 yards. Um, again, last week, this is why this is why last week when we talked, and we, we I think it was at the Green Bay game where I said, guys, this is overreaction Monday. Settle down. Things will right themselves. Pittsburgh beat Buffalo last week. That was, I don't want to say fluky, but... Pittsburgh that was defense. That defense. Yeah. I was there. That was Pittsburgh's defense and their special team. One of their with two touchdowns in that game was a punt return. What it was a punt block return. So it was a little bit of fool's gold, and they got Josh Allen off his off his spot. 
I mean, TJ Watt had a hell of a game. TJ Watt exited this game again. We'll talk about that a little later. But um, and the Raiders. I don't, every year we ask this question, Brendan, but are the Raiders for real? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, we do this every year since every Derek Carr has been there. Not <laughs> even John Gruden, year. but since Derek Carr has been there. Well, there was that one year where they were for real, and then he and got then he hurt right before leg. the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. They, we, I had them written off cause they sold off their entire offensive line cause they didn't want to pay anybody. Yeah. I thought Crazy. they, and then Josh Jacobs was out. I was like, and oh, he was out not. this week. Yeah. But and then Derek, car goes and throws for damn near 400 yards. Yeah. Darren Waller, um, obviously with my history and recovery and everything is a, is a huge story, a feel good story that I really love. Um, he's playing out of his mind. Uh, would be recognized as probably is recognized now as probably one of the best tight ends in the league, but would have been earlier had he been able to stay on the straight and narrow. Um, but now he's back and he's doing playing better than ever. Um, and then they just have like Renfro. Um, is Renfro is 50 years old. If you yeah, look at and then the, who's the Ruggs. I keep wanting to say CD lamb. Oh yeah. Rugs Rugs is playing yeah. so well. Like I don't Ruggs, like they got that was the thing that that is going to be the difference for this team if they are to. Yeah, uh, potentially make the post. They got some guys, man. They got some some guys. Derek Carr has been hesitant to throw the ball downfield for reasons no one can understand because he actually has one of the better deep balls. He throws yeah. a beautiful deep ball, but he just doesn't like throwing it. He he used to be well. He is often risk averse, but um, he let it rip this week. He he threw. He had a sixty-one yard bomb to Rugs. Um, and they connected for 113 yards. I, I want to say that's the most a receiver has had for this team in the past two, three years. Probably since Amari left, honestly. Um, yeah, and I think it's I think it's a it's it gives him more confidence knowing he has someone who can go get it that he trusts. Exactly. exactly. So I'm I'm I was down on them in my ranking, but they have proven to me that they might be for and shout out to fucking Max Crosby, by the way. Yeah. Fourth round pick, Eastern yep. Michigan. Yeah. I, was, I remember that season of Hard Knocks, and I was like, this kid looks good, but you know, let's see what he actually becomes. That man is a beast on the defense. He he outplayed um which one did they get? Keelan Farrell? Collins? Yeah. Yeah, he outplayed him. I don't even think he's on the team anymore. He's actually. not. He got cut. Yeah, I was say he got cut or first round Buffalo, pick. I want to say. Fifteen pick, I think. But um, yeah, Max Crosby has been playing like a Mad man Max, possessed. Baby. Yep. Duh. It's insane. It's insane. All right. Sorry, I was trying to see Max Crosby's number. I got distracted. One more round. All right, last game we're going to talk about when it comes to the NFL. Arizona, Minnesota. I was wrong about Arizona. I was right about Minnesota. Um, They still have Dalvin Cook, so they're going to be all right. But that defense is. I've had them the last three years. Haven't been all right. That's true. But <laughs> got Kirk Cousins. That might be the anchor. Zimmer, being a defensive minded coach, that defense has not played very well. Um, Arizona, I was writing Cliff Kinsbury off. I thought he could not unlock Kyler Murray. I said that at the beginning of the season. Let's not forget, I was right about Sam Darnold and Ben Roethlisberger. So I'll take this L here. Um, turns out you've, you've, you've been on this one for quite some time. You got to kind of eat it a little more because you do. were trying no, to talk I about was, Gardner being better than him. I don't want to hear it, Brennan. I don't want to hear it. Uh, I think he's, he's had the opportunity to develop more <laughs> with more playing time and had Gardner been afforded the same opportunity. No, um, Kyler was clearly hurt at the, the end of last season. Uh, yes. He kept trying to play. 
but clearly, just like in Garner Minshew's case, he was hurt um, and not playing well because of it. So that's why he wasn't playing well. Arizona, <laughs> Arizona. We'll wait and see. They're in a stacked division. Um, a lot of people are talking about maybe three teams coming out of the West. So that, that could happen. It's very plausible now that they've added an extra playoff team. But uh, Minnesota, we went through this exact same thing last year when three years prior they had, they week. were well three years prior than the NFC Championship game, and then last year it was like oh yeah. They're falling apart, and then they kind of got so it was together. Was that three years prior or that four years prior? Because Kirk wasn't the quarterback then. It was yeah, Case was. Keenum. It was Case Keenum. Trust me, I know that playoff run. Okay. So maybe it was four <laughs> years ago. But then they, you know, I just remember last year they had a horrible season. No one was expecting. And then they came on towards the end and almost made the playoffs, but then it fell apart. And now this year, I think it's more of the same. So you got to start asking yourself, well, was that just a fluke that year? Like the... Jags had when we went to the AFC championship game a few years ago, or is that like, they're just having an off year because if a team like the Baltimore Ravens can be ravaged by injuries and be playing as well as they are, then there's no, you, everyone gets hurt. Everyone's hurt. So you, you can't make those excuses. Like you gotta, you have to play better. Arizona. We'll wait and see though. Minnesota, I think's done. If I'm to play doctor diagnosis, I would say that, that year, not that it was a fluke. One, we've talked about the difference in the receiving core. Yeah, oh yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, Stephon Diggs, kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Um, Justin Jefferson, very good. Not there yet. Um, two, their defense was at peak performance. Their defense, all their defensive players were basically in their prime. And yeah. this year, they're bringing in Patrick Peterson, who last year we were saying was past his prime to try to save their defense now. It's like that can't work, but it can't work. Nope. Um, and then, I mean, Kirk doesn't, <laughs> we know how you feel about the center. We don't have to get into it. It's somehow, somehow he, somehow Kirk cousin had, I didn't even play on doing this, but follow me here. Somehow Kirk cousin had a 64 yard touchdown pass, right? Yeah. Threw the ball 32 times. Only had 244 yards. Kirk Cousins, How, baby. One of one play. The king of eight and one. For over 25% of his total passing yards for the game. And he completed 22 passes. The king of mediocrity. He's steady. He's steady. I'll give him that. He's steady. He's steady as all hell. Had three touchdowns. <laughs> He's steady. <laughs> You always know what you're going to get. <laughs> Speaking of not, sometimes you don't know what you're going to get, Brennan, because we had a couple of upsets. Upsets. Moving Upset on to college watch. football. Here we go. College football. We've doing it a little different this year. We're going to go like we have the past couple of weeks with the upsets and the near upsets. And we're bringing it back. Who's in? Who's out? Who's up? Who's down? Boom. Let's go. That's what we call chemistry, folks. First one right off the top, Fresno State, <laughs> UCLA, UCLA. Too early to call something. <laughs> oh my gosh, we we started giving uh, Chip Kelly the roses. We we he's plays in the Rose Bowl. We started coordinating them, not so fast as Lee Corso would like to say. Uh, Forty to thirty-seven, high-scoring game, high-flying offense. Fresno State lost earlier this year to Oregon. Um, Fresno State made a, made a hell of a case for themselves to jump into the top 25. Brennan, how did you feel yes. about this game? Yeah, they did. Um, I 
There's something interesting about sports in general. And I know as a big sports fan, you feel the same way. I would assume because we match up on a lot of the stuff, but there's something about it where you can just feel that this is not for real happened. I already alluded to the Jag season. when they had that great season, there was like something about it where you're like, this is kind of fluky. Oh no, that fell for real. You just kept the wrong quarterback. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, and it happens in college a lot more often where it's like something's so case in point, when Jameis Winston was at Florida state, they went and won a national title and then he leaves a bunch of their other players left. And then they were like in, they weren't even in the top 10 going into the next season. Hold on. You brought up a team that I love to step on their heart. Oh yeah. I know. You do. Um, they won the national championship. And then the following year was the first year of the college football playoff. They played Oregon, got destroyed. Yeah. And then he left. And then the, 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 oh, the okay. The, I'm sorry. And then the, I thought he left well, the next year, but the, the program, thing was, then the program went to shit. Everyone was talking about like, why are they not ranked higher to start the season? They just won a national championship. It's like, yeah, but they lost a lot of guys to the draft. Like they lost a lot of guys. And that's the, the thing is since. like, and that's the thing is like, you can feel like as someone who watches sports like we do, like you can feel when it's not right. And I say all that to say the UCLA thing as much praise as we were giving Chip Kelly, like something was just uh, Notre Dame every year. Prime example. It just, they're good, but it doesn't seem right. So I didn't know it was going to be Fresno state that took them out, but it was. And now it seems like everything's right with the world. It definitely did not see it being Fresno state. Um, the, again, this it, it takes a while for some of the uh, fat to get trimmed in college football, especially because of the way the preseason in college basketball too, because of how they do the preseason polls and whatnot. So LSU, the reason they jumped up to thirteen was because they beat LSU, and that's a bad LSU team. This LSU again, was two bad years in a row. last year. Yeah, two years <laughs> in a row. So they got credit for beating a bad team. And we were all stunned just because Chip Kelly had been so bad against out-of-conference games that they actually won the game. Yeah. Not looking at how bad the LSU team was the year prior and how bad they were this year. Um, so, yeah. So them coming back to earth, a little foreseeable. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of foreseeable losses, Brennan, <laughs> you know why I never got my hopes up for the University of Miami this year? Because we ain't good. Don't know yeah. why we were ranked top 15. Derek King, 59 attempts, man. Jesus Christ. You guys want to try running the ball? Jesus. H, man. Um, shout out to Charleston Rambo, the only receiver that decided to bring his hands to the game. Um, yeah, he had a great game. Can't speak for the defense whatsoever. Uh, they what do you got, mean? Because you got 38 hung up on you by Michigan State? 38 hung up on us. How much did the running back run for? A buck 72? God, that's not good. And they threw for four touchdowns? The thing that makes this so much more upsetting is I constantly, now that I live in the Northeast, I constantly praise Florida for having the best recruits. I was a recruit out of Florida. Um, I was nobody special, but I was a Florida recruit. You were a Florida recruit. You know, pool's gone down. Fuck you. (laughs) You know, but you know, the one thing there's a few schools, Florida, Florida state and Miami. That's where if you're from Florida, you want to play at one of those schools. That's your top. Normally that's your top choice. Yep. Miami has a pool of three, four and five star recruits 
that they can choose from. That's how Howard Schnellenberger went from that team being horrific to winning a national championship. He recruited from Miami within the heart of South Florida. And the fact that you're going to let a team from the Big Ten hang 38, it's embarrassing as a Floridian because I'm over here talking so much shit to these people in the Northeast. Like, yeah, well, the best recruits come out of Florida and they recruit heavily out of Florida. Look at that roster. Like 87% is Floridians. And to get smoked like this is just bad. The problem is all the best Floridians are going to Alabama, LSU, yeah, now, Ohio now it's changing, State. But yeah, but it's so, still. They're all leaving. It's one of those things where. They're all getting pilfered. Uh, I, we ask it every year. Texas, Miami, are they back? Um, the answer is no. I keep no. saying no. Yeah, you, <laughs> you've been on this from the start. And it's, sometimes it makes me frustrated because I'm like, why don't you just have irrational <laughs> confidence in your team? But you're like, no. Like, and I'm the a good pragmatist. News is, I'm a realist. And you don't fucking throw things against the wall when they lose like I do because you think they're going to win every week. Because well, I think my team is going to win every week. And then when they lose, I freak the fuck out. I think I mentioned it last week or the week prior, but they broke my they broke me as a fan the year we beat. I want to say it was the first year I moved up here. I had all my Florida, Miami gear, Florida stuff, stuff from Florida, not Florida stuff, obviously. I'm not a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and we 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 went 10 and 0, Mark Rick's first year. I was laughing at all the Georgia fans that let him go. Ha 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 ha. We beat Notre Dame 41 8. That was the first year of the turnover chain. We were all riding high, baby. Thanksgiving weekend, I go to visit my family in New York and we lost to Pittsburgh on a yeah, Friday. Yeah, I remember that. On a Friday. There was talks about playoffs I still and had everything. The whole in the weekend. Yeah. Never was the same. It, they broke my spirit. So, and that's never give them my heart again. Yeah, that's something that benefits you from an emotional standpoint for sure, because take it from me. A guy with irrational confidence, which when it comes to his teams, it's it's terrible to go into every week being like, we can do this. We could do this. And then, you know, two penalties and a pick later, you're like, fuck this fucking team. Well, speaking of a couple penalties and a couple picks later. Oh, my God. This is. But yeah, talking about dipping in from the past, uh, Virginia Tech plays not in say rival neighboring rival. West uh, Virginia. Feel, I forgot we didn't and, talk about this one. I almost jumped the gun on the floor. Uh, you almost jumped the gun. You almost jumped the gun. Um, yeah, so Virginia Tech loses in a heartbreak to West Virginia. Um, I mean, was it a heartbreak? This game wasn't close. I mean. I know I know what the score says, but they were up. West Virginia was up the whole game. <laughs> heartbreak in the fact that they were ranked 15. They had oh, a couple yeah, of big yeah. wins. Uh, yeah. They beat they beat a overranked North Carolina team. Virginia Tech felt like, you know, they're on their way back. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, as, as a ACC Big East kid, nothing nothing was better than Virginia Tech rum, rum, humming at all cylinders, Miami, uh, can't say Syracuse, Florida State. Um, when all those teams were at their best, because you got to think about it. You got to think about when I grew up specifically. I went from... You go from that that uh, team in the late nineties, uh, quarterbacked by Charlie, War- not Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward's gone. Who the heck is the Chris Winkie? Yeah, Chris Winkie, Patrick Warwick, and then you had that slice of Michael Vick in there, and then you had Ken Dorsey in Miami. Like 
those three teams meant a lot to me. Um, so I thought Virginia Tech was going to be back, and then they lose to West Virginia. And it's like, damn. Yeah, and West Virginia hasn't been the same since they went on that run a few years ago. They have not yeah. looked They haven't been great. the same since Geno Smith left. That tells yeah. you all you need to know. Oh, God, that was the run. God, I'm getting older. Yeah. It was that long ago. <laughs> that tells you all I was you like, need I know they were go. good a few years ago. And it's like Geno Smith. It's like, oh, yeah, that was their quarterback. That was the 10 guy. years ago. Yep. Got picked in the second round. He's never been the same. <laughs> Speaking of never being yeah, the same. Yeah, let's talk about this. This is just a quick aside. It, I can't even find the score because they're not in the top 25. Brandon, you got you to gotta dig for this one. You got to go to the ACC on ESPN to find that Florida State takes another loss. Three straight losses. The first time since 1976. Brandon, that should mean something because that was the first year Bobby Bowden was the coach of the Florida State Seminoles. RIP Bobby Bowden. But they lost with Chris Paul in attendance for his Wake Forest Deacon Demons, 35-14. Yeah, this, Mike Norvell has to be let go. Yeah, he's going to be fired for sure. This is something that's interesting to me. I think after what happened last week with the Jacksonville State debacle, that they were going to come out and be like, no, fuck this. We're Florida State. We're going to we're going to roll. Wake Forest is a lot of times a joke when it comes to football in this a conference. A lot of times. All the times. Okay, I just uh, sometimes I step on myself the when I talk like time, that. I know you look. I'm here to give you give you all the ACC. only a Sith deals the an absolute. One time they weren't a joke and they lucked up into winning the ACC. Every coach in the ACC was fired within two years after that. Oh, really? You do not allow. They are one of the smallest D1 schools, not just in the ACC but in the country. Yeah, you can't let them beat you. Especially after losing last week in the way that they did. I thought they were going to come out with something to say, and they said it. We're not the same Florida State. We are nothing. We are nothing. We don't know who our quarterback is. We don't know what our identity is. Like, I'm saying all this, and then Miami's going to lose the Wake Forest watch. I I guarantee it. If we play them this year, I guarantee it. Nothing really else to say about this. Nothing else to say. Yeah. Um, That was pretty much just a dig at my brother. Just want to take a shot at him. Um, but some near upsets. Uh, did you get a chance to watch the Florida Alabama game? Yes, I did. Um, uh, the only thing I want to say about this, just because we're going pretty long, the only thing I want to say about oh. this is, um, okay. this game wasn't. It was close. It was a good game. But anytime you have to try to run the option against a team, uh, when you normally don't run a lot of option. You're just you're trying to it's it becomes a mental game at that point. What I'm trying to say is that Florida went to the option because they have a super athletic quarterback. Um, it's not even the quarterback who should be starting. AR 15 should be starting, but um, it was it it was hokey in my opinion to try and stay in this game. I mean, it made sense. You run That's the clock joke. down. You didn't it's, even try. Oh, hey, I didn't joke. even try. <laughs> it, it ran the clock down. You know, the time of possession, obviously, you, you get to control the pace of the game. But anytime you're like, oh, we normally they they look like fucking Navy out there running the option. And <laughs> that's that's not if they play Alabama again, Alabama's going <laughs> to they're going to be ready. That's yeah. all I got to say. Yeah. Um. So I was watching this game actually in Jacksonville with a couple of my buddies. Um. And yeah, everything you said is what they said. Uh, the wrong quarterback was out there. Um, this game really boiled down to the last play. Did you get a chance to see the, the two point conversion there? No, I, I didn't see that. Oh my goodness. It was, so it was a two point conversion. They could tie the game up. 
and Emery is handing it to the running back. They're doing a read option and the running back just takes it and Emery's trying to snag it and the running back is still going forward and the quarterback still trying to snag it and they just get stopped at the two. Yeah, it's like what the heck? How can you not one? Why is that your two point conversion play a read option up the middle when you couldn't get anything going up the middle of the entire game? And then two, you got one of you guys got to let go because you, all you're doing is slowing each other down at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, if they play Crazy. again, it's going to be it's going to be a blowout. The only reason this game was close was because it was in Gainesville. Um, in the next one, we could just quickly breeze through Clemson puts up a, a stinker against Georgia Tech. Um, it, is Clemson not for real? I think they'll. I think they'll get it together. Is the Dabo Sheen gone? Is this the? It was. This Trevor happens Wars, every the year. They lose the a star quarterback. It happened with Deshaun. It happened with Trevor. It's going to happen again. They, they, they need at least half a season, if not a full year, to recover, and then they'll be back. All right, you're giving a lot of confidence to a team, a program that we've not seen them sustain. But all right, I'll take your word for it now. All right, Brennan. Favorite sex segment of the week. Who's in and let me know who's out. You're asking me? Oh, sorry. Well, I'm doing it. You always do who's in, who's out, who's up, who's down. Oh, that's, that's your right. thing. I used to do it because I wasn't watching any football last year. Yeah. All right. You're, yeah. Oh, man. That's why the show's probably much longer because I'm actually watching college football, talking about breaking down footage. All right. Who's in and who's out? Who's out? Sorry, Kyle, but Virginia Tech is out. From 15 to no longer ranked. Arizona Oof. State and Herm Edwards is out. And not surprising, my Miami Hurricanes are out of here. Who's in? Michigan State after being Miami. They are 3-0 and they are up at number 20. Fresno State after taking a big lead over UCLA. Three-point lead. Um, they are now number 22. And Kansas State, I forgot who they played, but they jumped to number 25. They played somebody in the West Coast. That was a late game. That was a late I had to go to sleep at that point. All right. And who's up? Who's down? Biggest mover of the week. BYU, after beating Arizona State, jumps to number 15. I guess it wasn't all Zach Wilson. Michigan State jumps up to number 19. UCLA falls 11 spots. Penn State jumps up four spots after that great whiteout victory against Auburn, where Auburn decided to wear white for some reason. What were you yeah, thinking, that was weird. guys? That was weird. <laughs> so, yeah. And the Arkansas Razorbacks jump up four spots as well. Clemson drops three spots despite the win. That is who's in, who's out, and who's up, and who's down. Boom. Woo. All right, Brennan. Let's try to make this quick. Who you got for the AL Cy Young? AL Cy Young? AL Cy Young. Um, well, if I really had to put a number on it, I'd probably say Garrett Cole for the New York Yankees. Mm, that, that seems like an obvious pick. Uh, Only because people, you know how much I don't follow that much baseball, but his name, his name comes up all the fucking time. Well, I'll go with somebody whose name doesn't come up all the time. Robbie Ray for the currently in the actual playoffs. Uh, Blue Jays, Yankees currently sit outside after losing a series to the Blue Jays about two weeks ago. Um, Robbie Ray, where is his numbers? Hey, I'm a Mets fan, but DeGrom's out, so. 
He is, but that's the NL, anyways. Robert Ray has a six point nine WAR, which is better than uh, Garrett Cole. He has a five. He has a five. He has a two sixty four ERA, which is better than Cole, and a one hundred one WHIP, which is better than Cole. Also, Cole had seventeen quality starts. Robbie Ray has twenty two quality starts. I believe Robbie Ray should get it. He probably won't because he doesn't play in the Metropolitan. That is Metro. Metro the, the metropolis. metropolis. Thank you. The metropolis that is New York City. Now, Brennan, in the NL, who do you have? As you this, this isn't a question. This can't be a question. It's Max Scherzer. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, we can move on. Max Scherzer. Yeah. Boom. Since getting, let me just drop these numbers. Since getting to the Dodgers, he has a .78 ERA, a .66 WHIP. Seven quality starts in nine games. Hasn't lost a game. Guys, guys, a warrior god. Best, best, best pitcher ever. Yeah, you had that whole Not thing. Not the best pitcher ever, but one, one of the best pitchers ever. One of the best pitchers ever. And if you want to take into account his nat- nationals uh, stats, he has a 2.0 ERA, sub one whip still. Guy is a beast. Guy is a Hall of Famer. Alrighty. Brennan. Rock Sounder. Damn it, you're right. <laughs> Some no players fuck up too. Welcome to the big leagues! Two runs, and you'd be surprised how quick and quick Mayman hits quick hit. <laughs> Wrong sounder again. <laughs> Woo! Your boy needs to eat something. Uh Brennan. Yes. Plethora. Of injuries this weekend. Lots. Which one stood out to you the most? Tua Tungavaloa. Um, this was the year that he wasn't fully healthy last year. Everybody said this was going to be the year that he made that jump. Um, and now with this rib injury, I don't, nobody knows what's going to happen. Also, I think the Andy Dalton, Justin Fields thing is interesting. Andy Dalton goes down. Um, they say if he's healthy, he's going to start this week, but Justin Fields looked pretty good. So they're in a weird quagmire of a spot. How about you? Um, I got three. Um, I got three. So one is Jarvis Landry. Uh, with Odell still not back yet. Jarvis Landry going out with an MCL, probably not coming back. And it just makes a Cleveland team that was that had high hopes. Uh, it's a bit of a rain cloud over there. Bit of a rain cloud. Um, the next one, TJ Watt. TJ Watt got paid. TJ Watt has to be on the field in order for that team to function defensively. If yeah, he's not out there, they that. will not be the same. Um, and last, the three running backs that went down for the 49ers. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the Eagles didn't want to play football. They wanted to play murder ball. That's what we called it back in the day. Um, yeah, they took out three of their guys. Uh, Trey Sermon, the rookie, got... Did you see that play? No. He got that's right because you're at a Jags bar he got demolished he got hit like five times in the head and then landed on his head oh that's not good he like tried to hurdle got hit boom 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 and then landed on his neck it was it was wicked man Um, and then Elijah Mitchell's shoulder and Jamal Michael Hastings had an ankle injury none of them were able to return they it's a mash unit out there um, sorry, and I had a fourth one. Tyrod getting rolled out. I think Tyrod stays healthy. Houston might have beat Cleveland, honestly. Um, it was a close yeah, game up until he saying. got taken out. 
Texans yeah. might be for real this year if Tyrod comes back. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be for real, but they'll be okay. We can drop the last one if you don't have anything yeah. to prepare for it. Sounds good. All right. WNBA playoffs. I know playoffs. you're prepared for this one, oh, baby. You know I'm prepared for this one, baby. New York going to the playoffs, playoffs for the first time since 2017. What? Oh, talking about the Liberty. Yeah. The playoffs start Thursday for the WNBA on ESPN2. Uh, as Brennan just teased, the Mercury will play the Liberty at the 5-8 game, single elimination. And then, by the way, if you don't know, it's top eight teams get in. And then single elimination, single elimination, best of five, best of five. Um, and then best of yeah, five for the yeah. finals. Yeah. Uh, and then Chicago gets to play Dallas. The young Dallas Wings made it to the playoffs, which was a shocker. They had the, I don't know if you remember, but they had the number one, the number two, and the number four pick. That's what we call great GMing. That's some that's some 2K GMing right there, trading a bunch of shit to get those top picks right there. But they'll have to face off between by uh, boy, they'll have to face off with Candace Parker, who's back in Chicago, along with Diamond Shield. So I don't know if they're going to be able to advance. Um, and then at the three and the four, you got Seattle returning champion. And at three, you got the Minnesota Lynx. Number one of the entire thing is the Seattle. Uh, Jesus. I was going to say the Seattle Suns. That doesn't even make sense. The Connecticut Suns. Number two is Las Vegas Aces. Um, I'm not going to make any predictions right now. I'll just let the playoffs play out. And uh, once they get to the best of fives, I'll start making predictions. But Boom. again, starts 8 o'clock ESPN 2 this Thursday. The Deuce. I think the Texans and the Panthers play on the Deuce. I mean, the Thursday game. So. I might be watching the W. Might be watching the W. Walk off. I hit the button. Welcome to the big leagues. Two runs. Walk off. Homer. Mark Cabrera. You can smile. That's okay. All right. I hit Walk the off time. Since Joe is hosting, I will go first. As already alluded to, my walk off is called Irrational Confidence. <clears throat> In doing the show, I've discovered different things about myself when it comes to takes, analysis, and my overall love of sports. It has been incredibly eye-opening. My hypocr- <laughs> I almost said that word wrong. My hypocritical stance on irrational confidence is one of those things that has unearthed itself in the past few weeks. Rational confidence is exactly what it sounds like. There are sometimes I hate it, and there are times I'm fully on board. But where's the line in the sand? When it comes to predicting games, especially at the professional level, I've always maintained that the difference in talent from one team to the next is so razor thin that any team can beat any other team on any given night. In that case, the confidence I have picking a team to win does not seem so irrational, but alas, in the grand scheme of things, it is. For example, my Jags have dumped hundreds of millions of dollars into big market free agents over the past five seasons and have picked relatively high in the draft for the past almost decade minus one AFC championship run, but they seem to be snake bitten. On paper, the team seems to be good enough to stay in these games, but when the rubber meets the road, they fall apart. I still maintain that every week they always can win, but to the outside world, that's considered irrational. On the flip side, I have recently started playing in a weekly basketball game with some local New York City comics. There are a few who carry an attitude that they are awesome. They have this irrational confidence, and it is always someone else's fault when they play poorly. This makes the games no fun sometimes because I'm worried about making a few people genuinely upset with me and my lack of basketball prowess, which then gets into my head and then I play worse. 
You constantly hear them complaining about cuts, bad passes, lack of defense from everyone else but them. And that's why we got lost the game. They just drive and shoot, rarely looking for the outlet or trying to make the whole, or excuse me, rarely looking for the outlet, trying to take the whole game over, which also takes away from the fun of playing. When they display irrational confidence, it infuriates me, probably because the guys that are like that aren't that good to begin with. Counter, I am full of illogical and irrational confidence every Sunday. So which is better and which is worse? I'm not sure. I don't know. I do know that my Jags have a much better shot of winning any given Sunday than I do at becoming some lights out shooter on the court. So I will continue to pick and choose where to display my confidence as irrational as it might be. Solid. It's just so frustrating when you play with somebody and they're like, what the fuck, man? And it's like, dude, you're not even good. Like, shut the fuck up. Like I played sports with real athletes. Like shut up. Ooh, real athletes, bread dropping his bona fides. It's always funny when you drop your bona fides, boy. Dude, it's a bunch of fucking little white guys <laughs> from Brooklyn. Like, yeah, hey, you're walking here. Yeah, that's all it is. All right, so you missed the cut. You got a cut, man. Shut the up. Punch you in the goddamn face. Hey, at least they know the cut. Uh, you can shut up now. Shut up. All right. All right. So, folks, gonna be honest with you. Freestyling. So calling this one football family. Now it's been five years since I moved out of Jacksonville into Atlanta. And since then I haven't really had uh, a football family per se. There's been some people who are into football, but not as much as me. Some people not into football. That makes no sense to me. And I always miss watching games with my buddies uh, back in Jack's. We would always, we'd start the day Sunday morning early, head over to Total Wine in the town center, get a couple brews, get a create a six pack. Then we'll drive over to Tori's house. Tori has the big screen. We'll set up the, set up a game there, bring another TV, got a game there. Got a third TV, got a game there, and then we're good. Everybody has their phone. We're checking fantasy. We're talking shit all day. And, yeah, for five years, I had none of that. And this past weekend, I went back to Jack's, and I got to watch football with the boys and the ladies. You shout out to Sam and Tiffany. Um, And it was awesome. Jarvis came through. Uh, Jonah came through, which is his son. Aria and Bryce were there. That's Tori and Samantha's kids. Um, Nanton showed up. Nanton just had a baby himself. Today's also Nanton's birthday. You shout out to Nanton. And I won both my fantasy leagues, uh, which was great. After getting grief the entire last week because of Odell Beckham um, and getting shit all yesterday because, you know, could have lost. Mike Evans, one more touchdown. I would have been really upset. All right, Thomas. Um but yeah, so hanging with the boys, drinking some brews, watching the game, and just enjoying the company. Um, not to say I don't enjoy the company with my friends here, but they're not as into the game as I am, and I'm not even as into the game as my buddies are because they literally live and die, especially now that their team is good again. They literally live and die with every play of the Buccaneers, and it's like, guys, they're not going to lose. Um so it was just fun to be around that intense football fan atmosphere and something I really missed. And I didn't know 
until I got it again. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's how I felt going to the uh, Jags bar. I was like, oh, I'm home. That's why I did it. That I was talking about that last week. It's, it's so cool to be like back with your, your boys. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Let's do it. I I had more beers on Sunday than I had probably in the last month. There you go. Get some. You saw your girl, your girlfriend. Didn't even get. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. Hey, Brennan, where can we find you? <laughs> At Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. Couple shows coming up. October 7th, I will be at Broadway Comedy Club. Um, guest spot on Joe Kimmel's show. Then October 16th, that's a Saturday at 6 p.m. It'll be my uh, basically audition uh, to get passed as a paid regular there. So come check that out. Broadway Comedy Club. All the information's on my site, Brennan T Comedy. Oh, you can also check out my other podcast, Brennan Tazif is your ex drinking buddy. Um, I'm sober now, but I used to always love to talk shit and reminisce about crazy stories. And now I have people on and we do the same thing. Just talk about crazy drinking stories, drug stories, getting in trouble, all sorts of fun stuff. Joe's been on it a bunch. It's a great show. Joe's also the shadow producer. So check that out. Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I don't try to produce it lately. You've been doing pretty well on your own there, buddy. Um, you kidding me? This last episode was garbage, but I had to get something out. It was good when Savannah told you to get off the the, the memories. Saying I'm sorry, Christ, sniveling. Quit your sniveling, puto. Um, huge shout out to Anderson Callen. Um, you can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorva. You can check out this show's Twitter and Instagram at Cheering Press. Uh, you can check out my hip hop albums TV and TV season two by Headphone Joe. No, oh no, E in the phone. You can check out my merch at joedorville.com backslash store. Uh, all those things look good. Uh, is there anything we got to say, Brennan? That's why we play the game. All right. Get me out of here. That's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout out. Norm McDonald, 61. Going to miss him. R.I.P. Funny story, You have been listening to the Anulo Podcast Network. We have four tremendous podcasts on our current roster. If you like the hit Broadway musical Hamilton, then you also might enjoy hearing the Ham Boys rank every song from the Hamilton soundtrack on Who Does a Podcast with hosts Headphone Joe and Kyle Loader. Get your sports talk radio fix with Cheers from the Press Box featuring Headphone Joe Dorville and stand-up comedian Brennan Tassif. Curious about how the brain works? Get your neuroscience knowledge with some laughs at Misbehavior Journal Club. This fortnightly science-slash-comedy podcast is where two lady researchers bring you the latest studies on behavior. It stars Amiel Moreno and Leah, a.k.a. Leah, or vice versa, Crevet. Finally, we have a new low. The podcast has started it all. This show features Farzad, Headphone Joe, Kyle Loader, L. Greg, and Scott by Scott. They discuss anything and everything depending on their moods or their level of sobriety at the time. Thank you for supporting the Anulo Network, and feel free to share your favorite episodes with friends and family. Thanks again, and goodbye.